You are listening to motivational quotes and inspirational life stories from real life people just like you. I'm your host, Victoria Johnson. You can learn more about me and my number one best-selling book at victoriajohnson.org. It's time to share our experiences and motivate and inspire you. So let's get started. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome back to another great podcast on overcoming adversity, turning it into triumph. And we have a guest today who has done exactly that. Her name is Ayana Gallo, and you can find her at her website. I'm just going to tell you that now so you can look it up while we're talking. It's thanksamills.com, T-H-A-N-X-A-M-I-L-L-S.com. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook under the same handle. And she really knows how to overcome a childhood that was traumatic. She has turned her life around. She has learned to focus on her strength and what's working well in her life. She is an author, an evangelist, a speaker. She speaks on handling finances, outlawing abortion, overcoming obstacles, purpose, and success in business. She has book coaching services available, and she is here today to share her story. So thank you for joining us, Ayana. Thank you so very much for having me. Oh, it is absolutely my pleasure. So please uh, tell us where this all got started. I know that uh, we were speaking before the call and you said something really profound, which was that silence doesn't equal peace. Can, can you yes. elaborate from there? Yes, yes. What I meant by saying that silence does not equal peace is that I overcame silence because I thought that silence would yield me peace and yield other people around me peace. I was conceived in rape and born to a 13-year-old teenager. I was born six weeks after my mother's 13th birthday and the person who actually raped my mother was his stepfather who still lived in the home where we lived also because my grandmother allowed him to stay in the home. So you can imagine that it wasn't a comfortable situation for my mother to see him every day. And it wasn't comfortable for me either to see the interaction between my mother and biological father, whom I refer to as my grandfather because he was married to my grandmother. So Instead of expressing how I felt about it in the way that it was told to me, I decided to be quiet and just never to say anything about it because I never wanted to upset anyone. So I just kept it inside and I didn't talk about it. The one time I did talk about it, I mentioned it to someone. I said, you know, someone told me that my grandfather was my father and I just mentioned it, you know, to see what the reaction I would get from it was. And that person went and told my mother and then a big fight was going to break out because of someone saying that to me. So to me, that was just confirmation that I never need to talk about things like that. I need to always be quiet so that no one will fight. And I realized that I had so many feelings inside about it. I thought I was a mistake and unwanted and unloved. And maybe if I had talked about it earlier, maybe I would have been delivered from it earlier, but I didn't. So when I had my aha moment and realized that wasn't a mistake, I tried to use my voice to help other people because me being silent, it's not helping me or anyone else. So that's what I mean by that silence does not equal peace. So how did you get to a place of peace then? Are you there yet? Yes, I am. 
I am because it's amazing when I first and my first taste of peace was when I was in my early 20s when I started going to church. My family didn't go to church when I was younger, so I didn't have a, a big spiritual connection. But when I started going to church and I learned the scripture that says that God breathed breath into our nostrils and we became a living soul and that God has plans for us to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us hope and a bright future. When I learned that, it was a big aha for me because I said, oh, wow, I'm not a mistake. God actually intended for me to be here. So then I, you know, felt like I wasn't afraid to use my voice as much anymore because, oh, I have a right to be here. I have a right to speak. You know, people need to hear my opinion on things. So that started it. And then it just continued to evolve over time as I found out more and more who I was in the Lord and drew closer to him. So my peace came from knowing that God loves me and that he left us his peace by sending his son to die for us. And he left us his peace so that I'm supposed to have that. So I can't control how I got here. I can't control no more than I can control night and day. So I just have to take control of the controllables and the uncontrollables. I have to let it go. And that's a big part of maintaining peace is only trying to control what's in your power to control it. That is absolutely a huge part of peace. I've noticed with all of my relationships, with my past, all of those things, when I do try to control them, when I try to control the outcome, or when I have an expectation that things are going to go a certain way, then quite often my peaceful frame of mind is disrupted. Right. So we're learning to embrace even the, the challenges, right? We're learning yep. to still keep our you know, core peace, even when things around us aren't peaceful. Well, and you have learned to release as well by writing. Oh my goodness. That's my saying. My saying is write, pray, and release so that you can have peace. Like and that's that. my coaching program. It's called Write, Pray, Release. Because I believe that peace and freedom comes from writing. That is one area where you can gain peace from. It's definitely helped me. I love writing and coaching people and to help them write their story and about their pain so that they can become more and more numb to it and gain strength to whatever it is that they were facing. So writing is a stress relief. And I say it's free therapy <laughs> because you get to, you don't have anyone interrupting you and you get to get it all out until you are ready to stop. And it's just like sometimes they say, if you're upset, they say, type an email, just type it up to someone, but just don't hit send. The reason they say that is that you feel better after you type it out because you got it out. That's what writing does. Whether you type it or handwrite it, when you get out those feelings and emotions, you let it go, you release it. So that's why I call my program Write, Pray, and Release so that you can have peace. That is so unique. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Write, pray, and release so that you can have peace. Mm -hmm. I know for me that has been true. And, you know, often I think we think about writers having, you know, a fairly glamorous life where we, you know, go off to our office or we go off to... <laughs> 
down the little cottage and we're writing and the waves are lapping <laughs> at the sea and, you know, the birds are singing. And the truth of it is, when you're writing from your soul, it is not pretty. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's My not. experience has been there's a lot of tears, a lot of sobs. Yes. Um, and... You know, the the releasing, the getting it out also means bringing it to the surface. Yes. And, you know, you talked a little bit earlier about when, you know, when you get it out, it numbs you a little bit to it. And I want to just add to that, you know, when we bring things out into the light, when we take them out of the shame and we put them into the light, mm-hmm. the shame has to fall away. Mm-hmm. The darkness can no longer remain. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens when is that our emotion is dropped then from the story because we're healing. Yes, that is exactly right. That is exactly why I love doing it because the current program I have, it's an anthology and it's a group where there's 12 additional authors and I'm the visionary author. And I enjoy the writing process with them so much because they'll try to keep things in. And then when I like push them to bring it out and get it out, I'll see the tears coming. But then I will see the peace. I'll see so much more. It's like a load lifted off them. Once they actually write about it, I just see they just seem like different people. And they're always so grateful. And I think they don't even know why they're so grateful. They think I'm, they think they're grateful because I helped them to write a book. But I really know that they're grateful because I helped them to face things and to release it and that they have more peace. That is really what I think why they're so grateful. So as a writer yourself and someone with a spiritual practice, can you tell us, you know, kind of what what that daily practice looks like for you, how you stay in a place of peace, how you stay consistent in your writing? So writing is in everything that I do. And for me, I look forward to days where I don't have anything to do because on those days is when I will, you know, close myself off and I will just write and create a book or storyline to help people because my books are all nonfiction, Christian transformational self-help books. So I don't get to write as much as I would like to. Writing is my fun. So I do limit it. And I try to do it in the morning and in the evening, but I don't get to do it for that long. But I do get to do it. And it is great because when you see things and I'm I'm a big believer of handwriting things. Mm-hmm. I create these I create these journals. When you see it on paper, it helps you to clear your mind. You have a lot in your head and you're thinking about it and planning it. It creates confusion because your mind is full. When you actually write it down and put it on the paper, it puts it in perspective for you and help you to see what is in front of you. So that's why it's so important to write for peace because you can't work it out in your head. But when you actually get to visualize it and see your plan on paper, it declutters your mind and then you're able to function more. And that is where your peace comes from. Your peace comes from writing because you are not meditating on all the challenges if you're actually writing about it. Writing takes the place of meditating on wrong things. You know, 
That is such a good point because we often will slip our focus into something that is less positive. And we can really get stuck in that story. I mean, we all know those people who are talking about their divorce 20 years later or talking about that car accident they had 20 years Mm -hmm. later. You know, Mm -hmm. somebody did them wrong in some way and -hmm. they're just not willing to let it go. And so when you're writing for peace, when you're Mm -hmm. writing to release and you're letting it go, at what point, where does that shift happen when they're writing and they're, so let's say divorce and they're just like Mm -hmm. venting out that divorce sequence. How do you Mm -hmm. pivot then to the positive? So, and that's a great question. So for me, I am a divorcee. And the hardest part is actually sitting down to actually write about it. That's the hardest part, getting yourself together to actually tell the story on the paper. And even though it's hard to do it, when you actually sit down to write it, I believe you write it a lot faster than you can write anything else. It's so much easier for you to write about your pain than you to write about anything else because you're living it and you have those emotions aside. And I really have to tell you, I do believe that the transformation happens instantly when you finish writing. You've released it. You have released it. You feel so good about releasing that stress. You That means you came to grips with it yourself in your mind. And you put it on the paper. And I can tell you, I feel like it's instant. And from what I can see with other people, after the tears start flowing, they are always thanking me for them, for telling them to reach inside because you feel, you really feel better instantly. I have to tell you that that's how I feel about it. Well, it sounds like, you know, you can speak about it because you've lived it, you've been through it. And your books that you've put together that are collaborations from several authors, they're available on Amazon. Is that correct? Yes, I have one um, that's available. It's called From Glass to Stone. From Glass to Stone. Okay. From Glass to Stone, 10 Transformational Stories of Resilience. And that is where, you know, it's called From Glass to Stone, like from shattered to solid, like stone. You know, that's the transformation of the author in the book. So, you know, my story was going from silent child to public speaker, you know, someone Mm -hmm. else's story was coming from going from a dyslexic kid to a dyslexic educator. You know, so it's from and to where they went from to where they are now. And that is successful. So we want to share that with other people who are going through so that they know that if we overcame it, then they can overcome their issues too. So that's the purpose of these books. Yes, and absolutely the purpose of this podcast as well, to help people overcome adversity, to know that other people have done it and they can use them as an inspiration to step forward in their life. And I always like to include a, a quote on each podcast. And I don't have an exact quote in front of me right now, but I wanted to just say something to you about peace and use that for our quote. You know, what you said, write, pray, and release so you can have peace, I find is so incredibly powerful. And, you know, you talked about your spiritual practice. So I'm going to paraphrase a psalm, and that is Psalm 34. And it talks about searching for peace and then working to maintain it. And I think that's really what the writing is doing for you and what the writing is doing for so many people is maintaining that peace. Yes, you are right. That is an excellent way to put it. (laughs) 
That's a great way to put it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Ayanna. And the, uh, oh, you're very welcome. Again, the website is thanks a mill. So T H A N X A M I L L S dot com. And the same on Instagram and Facebook. And the program is called Write, Pray, and Release. So you can have peace. Please check it out. It sounds like it is exactly what people need for healing. Thank you again. We are so glad you were here with us today, Ayana. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. It is my true desire that you have been inspired and felt a sense of connection with the words being shared. If you have an inspirational story to share on how you have overcome adversity and created an exceptional life, please visit my website, victoriajohnson.org. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next time.